Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's the already It's Terry O'Reilly. He scored. He scored. Hello. Welcome to the Football Drop Podcast. I'm Will, and with me is Benjani. Afternoon, evening. How's it going? Yeah, good, mate. Hey, you had a good week? Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Busy, but um, yeah, getting there. I've got some good news that I am officially off furlough from uh, the 6th of April, I think it is. So, yeah, cannot wait. Cannot wait, mate. I bet you're buzzing for that. And you have returned to work, you lazy bastard. I know, it's been a long time out. It's been a long time out, but I, uh, I will be back. Restaurants will be open in, what, about a month from now, I think it is. So we'll have like 50 or 60 of our restaurants open. So, yeah, I can't wait to just go go and actually do some recruitment again, mate. Do some recruitment. Yeah. Fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed those barbers open up for you as well. I know we touched on the hair last week. The beard is looking very D'Artagnan-like. If everyone's seen The Three Musketeers, then, uh, yeah, Benji is pulling the... D'Artagnan look. Yeah, it's, I think it's kind of that slash 90s boy band look with his hair at the moment. I don't know if you can actually see it, but it is actually curtains right now. It's that it bad. It is curtains. Yeah. I reckon you're trying to tell me you look like Justin Timberlake, and I'm not having it, mate. I'm not having oh, it. Mate, he's like, he's one of my idols. He's got to be. He's like cool as fuck. <laughs> a bit of JT. <laughs> uh, what about you? How's your week been? Good, mate. Yeah, same old, same old, really. I'm, I've been working, you know, I've been working the whole way through this. I haven't been a lazy little bastard sitting on my own fat ass, you know. Trooper, absolute trooper, But yeah, no, we're good, mate. Wait, you, <laughs> good, are you really? saying you chose to have that haircut? I chose this haircut, Jesus mate. Yeah, Christ. Mate, believe it or not, I put all the greys in there myself. It's looking good. Oh, it, it's uh, good I was wondering, yeah. I touched on it last week. When you get to my age, do you know what I mean? Can I just say, I forgot to say, hello, good day, and bonjour. We've gone global, Ben. We've gone global. What the fuck are you talking about? 
mate, last week we went, we hit the dizzy heights of Australia. We had a listener in Australia and a listen in France. So really? Global, I think. Say that's probably that's got to be the best first week of a podcast in the history of podcasts, which me, makes, in my eyes, makes this the best podcast that has ever been made. Do you know what? I, I couldn't agree more. Have, have we seriously got someone in Australia? Well, I haven't actually looked at, at the least, uh, the, the like, analytics behind it yet. Uh, at least one person in Australia. What I'd like to think about is like you've got the whole of Sydney just around one big speaker listening. <laughs> to chat since <laughs> about football fair enough mate i can imagine that would be absolutely incredible um whoever our uh, our australian listener is please get in touch um either on facebook or, or instagram um it's at football drop podcast um well did you set up the twitter as well i think we're on twitter now the twitter is up yeah at drop football so get in touch with us on there. I'll be I'll be chucking out a few followers over the course of the next sort of week. Um, so yeah, if you, if we follow you, please do follow back. Uh, give us your feedback. Give us you know some ideas. Whatever you want to do, the podcast will be up on there. We have got it on Spotify at the minute, haven't we? And it's also on. Uh, do you say it was Google Podcast as well? Yeah, it's mate? Google Podcast and a couple of others that are out there. But I mean, the main ones at the moment for us is obviously Spotify. Until we get a little bit bigger and uh, probably, to be honest with you, we understand it a bit more of, of what we're actually doing and we can go from yeah. there, I suppose. Yeah, mate. We haven't quite got it up on YouTube yet. That's going to take a little bit more work, but we should have the first two podcasts up on YouTube this week. So give yep. us a follow on there. We've got a channel up there at Football Drop, Drop Podcast. So give us a shout. Perfect. Excellent. Uh, right. Should we get stuck in with, with the latest news for the last week or so, shall we? Let's go for it. Let's start with the big one. Chris Wilder has been sacked slash left Sheffield United. What's I was going to say, did he do a Piers Morgan and leave before he was booted? <laughs> or did he... <laughs> well, yeah, maybe we should have actually touched on Piers Morgan first, shouldn't we? What a spectacular strop that was. <laughs> that was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, he got, he got called out by his colleague and he just left. Fair <laughs> just enough. stormed off. Didn't come back the next day. Fair enough, mate. I wish I had the money to do that. <laughs> Talk back. about throw your toys out the pram, though, isn't it? It's, it's, uh, it's a bit pathetic, but what can you do? What can you do? So what happened with Wilder, mate? What do you reckon happened with him? Did he did he leave or did he get a boot? Oh, I don't know. I mean, everything says that he's left, but, I mean, you've got to face facts. They're bottom of the table. They're, they're down no matter what. You know, they are far from safety. I think it's four wins all season three wins all season or something like that they've won at the moment which is you know that, that's relegation uh form isn't it altogether but you've got to consider what he's done for them getting them from league one up to the premier league you know that's that's an absolutely awesome feat to be able to do that anyway but i know that there's been quite sort of wildly uh publicized issues with him and the board especially the owner as well so maybe that's had a, a bearing on the decision i don't know um, because I, I was reading on, I think it was Sky Sports was reporting on it, and essentially they were saying that he wanted obviously like more control over signings, um, kind of like what Wenger used to do for for us, you know, back in the day he would run everything, but I think they want obviously like a, a sort of technical director or director of football, whatever the the actual official title is now, who obviously oversees all the transfers, so maybe that's part of it as well. 
But I think you've got to break it down to the bare knuckles. Their form isn't good enough. So can they get someone in to save them? Was it 10, 11 games left? I think personally, it's too little too late. Should have just stuck with him. Drop him into championships, see if he can get them back up. Yeah, 100%, mate. And I think it's similar, a similar story to Eddie Howe at Birmingham, isn't it, last year, where um, you obviously had uh, the, the... He was sacked sort of end of the season after they were relegated. I thought if they were going to do it with Wilder, maybe they should have done it a little bit earlier and brought in one of the big boys. But uh, obviously, Allardyce has gone now to West Brom. Doesn't look like he's going to save them. Who do you get? Do you get... Who do you reckon? You couldn't say something like um, Harry Redknapp, someone like that? Uh, I think he's still helping out at Bournemouth, isn't he? He was doing a, a sort of advisory role there last time I read. Knowledge. Is it? Okay. Yeah, last time I read, I can't remember who's running and who's managing to the end of the season. But I know that um, old Harry was there as a, an advisor. I mean, they okay. could potentially go for Allegri. I mean, he's looking for work at the moment. Massimo Allegri. That's a big one, though, isn't it? That's a big one. I don't think they're going to get in, mate. Mate, they've got the money, though. (laughs) No, I mean, I really don't know. I mean, you touched on it earlier. Could be Eddie Howe. He could come in. I know you mentioned him, so he could potentially go in. You could see that that potentially fitting in because they've got that sort of defensive solidity, generally speaking. I know this season's not been great for them. They don't ship a lot of goals generally. It's not four, five, six nils that you're losing. Um, I think they did actually at the weekend, ironically, against Leicester. I think it was five nil, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. um, but <laughs> yeah. it's a bit of a shock result for them. They don't generally tend to lose that by that many goals. So, you know, maybe he would be able to, to kind of get them firing up front a bit more. Who knows? Um, it's a bit of a weird one for them. I think last season they, they definitely overachieved. And they've probably been found out now. Yeah. I think you're right, mate. Yeah, I think I think it's too little too late. Wilder done a fantastic job, but it, it, they're not going to get the replacement in and they're probably likely to go down, as we discussed last week. So, mm. yeah, I think it's damage limitation. Now get the team you know, back playing on form as, as much as they can, drop down to the championship, and then hopefully they can make a quick rebound. Because I do like, I do like Sheffield United, to be honest. They're not a stoke. So I quite no, like them. No. What is it about Stoke though? Like near enough everyone just hates them. Just absolutely hates them. I don't know why. Is that from the Pulis days still? I don't know. Even now I hate them. You know, hopefully they drop into League One as well. It'd be fantastic to watch. That's a bit harsh, mate. But I think it is the Pulis effect, isn't it? He's just his teams are just awful teams. Yeah. Awful teams, and they still grind out a few shock results now and then, don't they? Yeah, I suppose it's like Mourinho, isn't it? We, we don't like Mourinho, naturally. We, yeah, naturally. He had uh, he had success in the past, didn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah, he <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah, smashed I'm it when glad. he first came to Chelsea. Even when he returned to Chelsea, you know, he, he still did well. Obviously, he went off to Inter Milan, won the Champions smashed League with it, them incredible. as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, they, they did pretty well. I think he's, with Mourinho now, surely he's sort of living on his name a bit more. Yeah, you say that, which I, which I kind of agree with. And obviously, we're going to crack on to the North London derby in a second, which I cannot wait to touch on. Yeah, so, that'll be incredible. Inter Milan, 
treble at Inter Milan, went to Madrid, smashed it there, you know, as, as much as he could. Even at United, he won the Europa League. Yeah. So he's winning games. He's winning competitions. Um, so, yeah, as much as we probably are always going to dislike him. And I remember when he was um, lined up to take over from Wenger, there was, you know, the rumours circulating on who was going to do that. Unfortunately, we got Emery, but I would still have preferred <laughs> Emery over Mourinho myself. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I did see the... I saw the rumours, but I didn't see the Emery rumours. That just appeared from absolutely nowhere. And he just like, oh, we signed him. Didn't even know who he was, to be honest with you. you know, I saw his record at Sevilla and stuff. And yeah, obviously, he had a good pedigree. Obviously, he's a PSG at one point. Um, but the Mourinho stuff, I'll be honest, I kind of got a bit excited for it. Because he will kick players up the backside. He will freeze them out if they're not performing. But he doesn't really take shit from people. I thought maybe it could work. But again, he is very negative football. But we did need that at the time. You know, our defence was absolutely shocking. I think you and I could dribble past our defence at one point. You know, I'm like 18, 19 stone, and I still think I could have dribbled through bloody most of them. Even David Luiz now, to be fair, it's a bit hit and miss. He would do that or he'll headbutt me. So, who knows? But Mourinho, part of me kind of wanted him. But at the same time, in the long run, I'm glad we didn't. You know, truth be told, I'm, I'm glad we didn't get him at all. Especially after yesterday's result. To be honest, mate, I think you need to wash your mouth out with soap and water there. There was no way I was up for Mourinho to come to Arsenal. No way. Never in a million years could that guy set foot in my stadium. No chance. I didn't no. realise it said the uh, the, the Will Salisbury Stadium. I thought it was Emirates. But Did you not? No, no, I didn't see it. No. I renamed that and the Tube Station. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, I haven't seen it. Obviously, we've been in lockdown. Obviously, I haven't been there since, have I? So, I've not been able to see the, <laughs> yeah. see the name yeah. change yet. Yeah. As soon as lockdown ends, it's changing back. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird coincidence. Terrible. Yeah, really <laughs> odd, isn't it? Anyway, let's get on to the North London derby, mate, because I cannot fucking wait to yeah. talk about this. Let's get rid of Champions League. Let's get rid of Europa. We yes. can go back to that later yeah, if we've got time. Let's, should, we, should we touch on 2004? so we were talking about it off air he likes to bring it up at every opportunity <laughs> who am i to begrudge will taking the piss out of all the spuds so mate crack on nah, i'm not gonna do you know what i'm not gonna because 2004 seems like quite a long time ago and i don't know if any of the listeners know but arsenal went there they needed a draw to win the championship in the Premier League and that's exactly what we got it was 2-0 on the day and the Spurs you know Spurs players were celebrating and we know the story Henri was sort of like nah I'm not going to celebrate I'm not going to bother with it you know but after seeing some of the the way the Spurs players were were performing he decided yeah I'm going to go for it and what a celebration winning the league at White Hart Lane was that the first time or was that the second time then uh, do you know what I think? I've got a funny feeling it was the second time we'd won the league at White Hart Lane. Anyway, let's not discuss <laughs> that because we don't want to piss off our, our, our listeners potentially. No, let's let's go... go straight into the North London derby. Let's talk about the performance. What are you saying, mate? Uh, well, firstly, let, let's say it from a neutral perspective. What a good game. Interesting game. Spurs didn't turn up. 
Arsenal no. did play well. Harry Kane turned up in the 80th minute and then decided to do something. Gareth Bale, I'll be honest, I did miss part of the first half, um, but obviously watched all the second half. So, yeah, don't pull faces on camera, mate. It's all right. But from a neutral perspective, probably quite an interesting game. Um, watching Arsenal actually play pretty well was probably a shock for most people. Um, despite Spurs being above us, we put in a good performance. We got the win and bragging rights are for Arsenal. Now, from an Arsenal perspective, we fucking beat them, didn't we? Yeah, we did, mate. Have it. But, right, okay, let's, let's, let's give, me, give you my opinion. So, Arsenal played really, really well. Tottenham didn't. They didn't turn up. We didn't take our chances as much as we could. We got, um, we, we obviously they conceded. What a goal that was, by the way, from Eric Lamella. I mean, yeah, hats off to him. He's conceded a goal. He's got previous, though. I think, if I remember right, he did it a couple of years, like three, four years ago, I think maybe five years ago, in Champions League. And I mean, I, I despise him as a player. I don't understand what he offers until he pulls something like that out of the bag. You know, hats off to him, credit to him. A fantastic goal. Yeah, annoying, but he, he did well, didn't he? He did well. The Rat, I think, is what he's known at the he Emirates. Is, he is known yeah. as The Rat. So, but fair play to him, mate. What a goal. Quality goal. The, the, and, and, yeah, it was totally against the one to play. Went that, you know, went down the other end sort of just before half-time, which is unusual for Arsenal to score before half-time like that. Yeah. Normally, we completely fuck it up. But, oh, the God, <laughs> you know... He scored a goal, bit of a deflection, bit lucky, um, but nevertheless we scored the goal. And then into the second half, as as we go, we got, in my opinion, and I know you've got a different opinion, and we'll talk about this. But in my opinion, which it pains me to say, <laughs> I'm not sure if that was a pen. The the chance had gone. Like I said, it fucked it. It absolutely fucked it. And you know, he, uh, it was it was Hoberg, wasn't it? He come in. A little, a little bit rash. I'll get that. I'll get that. But the chance had gone, had it not? Yeah, I mean, watching it in real time, you could see he just cleared him out completely. And it's, you know, disgraceful. It's disgusting. Right in the box, whatever. It's clear cut. But when you do watch it in slow-mo, Lacazette is hacked at the ball. Argue whether he got a clip on it or not. The way it sort of bounced, he might have got a toe on it or something. But he's hacked at it wildly and and, you know, from the honest part of me, yeah, he, he completely cocked it up and, and that's that. Um, but the way he's been taken out after, to me, warrants a penalty. But yeah, he he did miss the ball and then the other guys come in. It's a bit controversial. It is a little bit, but fuck it, it was the winning goal. <laughs> it was. <laughs> But... And watch it, Jermaine Genius as well on Match of the Day too, because uh, because obviously I had to rewatch it. it yeah, oh, of course, was... yeah. I mean, I watched it last night when I got uh, when I got into bed, and just watching him and Keon just have a little bicker just made my entire day. Just Keon's just like, nah, whatever you say, nah. <laughs> and then Genius eventually was like, oh, I'll be honest, I have to agree with Martin, but you could see he was saying it through gritted teeth. His face looked like a smacked backside. He hated it. And it just makes it just makes everything a bit happier in the world, doesn't it? 
little bit, yeah. But then to be fair to Tottenham, you know, they went down to 10 men. Eric Lamella, what do you reckon of the Reds? I, I kind of, my me personally, I kind of think that that was a, a two yellow cards and a, and a red card, obviously, after that, you know. Yeah, I think the first one, I mean, listening to Genus and Keown, you know, they were arguing about that, obviously, on match of the day anyway. But I think it is fair enough. You know, the second, I mean, the first one, yeah, I can see it. But the second one, 100%. Now, he looks at him, you can see it, watching it on slow-mo. He's looking at the corner of his eye, and he's just throwing his arm out at him. He can't do it. It's a yellow card all day long. Now, whether they were unfortunate or not, I don't care. It's That's foul play. If one of our players did it, you'd be like, you're a dickhead, get off. Same as David Luiz or Shaka. Surprised Shaka didn't get sent off in that, to be honest with you. He made a few wild challenges, especially in the second half. Yeah, he was up for it, wasn't he? He was up for it. It was a proper North London derby for him. You could see the passion from him. I think Lamella punching Tierney, and we all know how I feel about Tierney. That really upset me. Yeah, that's, um, it, it was harsh. It was harsh. That's all you can say about it, really. But, but they stepped up, didn't they, Spurs? They, they stepped up to, you know, they went down to 10 men and they were all over us, to be fair. That, that last sort of, especially that last 10, 15 minutes, all over us. Yeah, I mean, they they hit the bar, didn't they? Harry Kane scored, but it was offside. And it was, you know, it was rightfully offside. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I did have a bit of a squeaky bum moment then, I must say, when he when he did score. I just thought, oh, here we go again. Kane scores against us like he does you know, every single bloody game. Um, but, yeah, I think, generally, I think we deserved it. Spurs were all over us. You're right towards the last 10, 15 minutes. And they had a few chances. But I think we just, did we hold our nerve or were they unlucky? I don't know. But we seemed to be clearing the ball. We got up the other end a few times. Willian had a couple of little dribbles, which was nice to see. Nice to see him getting up to a bit of form for us. Um, but, yeah, I suppose that's all we can say about it. But shall we uh, shall we touch on the, the whole VAR subject as we uh, spoke about briefly last week? Yeah, mate, let's go for that. Yeah, we obviously we discussed the the VAR situation and, and obviously there's a lot of controversy around it, isn't there? So yeah, the whole what, news what seem to be. Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> crack on. I was going to say, it's the whole on. sort of new era of football, wasn't it, that we, we sort of touched on? Um, yes. I mean, I've been watching a couple of videos sort of, I mean, there's one on you literally just touching VAR decisions that were wrong. Uh, there's one from February last year that was the 10 most controversial ones. You know, it's absolutely sh- some shockers in there. Some absolute shockers in there. So, so, what I, so I suppose the question that I'm going to ask you, Ben, then, for your opinion, is VAR. So when we didn't have it, it was up and coming. We was begging for it because there were some decisions there that were being made. So if we talk about the Tottenham goal against United, uh, and I know that was more sort of towards goal line technology, but but you know it's along the same sort of line. Went well across the goal um, and was not was not given. Uh, and and there's probably many occasions like that where there's been offsides, there's been fouls, and and they've not been given. And we had a lot of controversy about why they weren't given the standards of the refereeing, et cetera, et cetera. Now we seem to be going to the other side where 
you've got VAR giving decisions. So you've got a fraction. So you've got like a toenail offside. To, you know, and you've got a controversial handball like we saw at, um, at Tottenham the other week against Fulham. And, and, and you get the questions of, of, is it VAR or is it the rules that are in place and the way VAR are used? I suppose is the question that I'm trying to ask. Me personally, in answer to that question, before you start talking, I can see you there going, I'm going to interrupt you still, mate. So I think VAR is needed. VAR is wanted. It's just the way we use it. And we, there needs to be that fine line. It's going to be difficult. Go on, I'll let you talk now. I'll be honest, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more with you. I think it's ridiculous, the whole toenail and armpit offside and stuff. It just, it seems to make an absolute mockery of football at the moment. You know, it's an absolute joke. The players don't even know whether to celebrate or not. As a fan, you know, when fans are allowed back, are you going to be cheering or are you going to be sitting there going, oh, it could be a goal, let's wait and see. It just takes the fun out of it. And I think with football, you do need a bit of controversy to uh, actually kind of spice it up a bit, throw in a few curveballs and whatnot, and it brings up discussion topics. So podcasts like ours, for example, will actually you know come into existence and there's something to talk about. Um, I think VAR as a whole, if you take the whole sort of concept and the way it works, is absolutely phenomenal. You know, there is so much potential there for it, but... I think the main problem for me is the referees on the pitch, 10% of the time, maybe, maybe 15%, actually go and look at the screen. The rest of them, they just sit there with their fingers in their ear, waiting and listening to what they say and take their word for it. Now, the people that are in, um, what's it sent? I think it's at the, the England HQ where they sit and they're watching it all. They don't get a feel for the game. They don't know how it's actually going. They're watching it. Of course they are. But you've got to take your decisions in the heat at the moment as well. You know, as a referee, you do take the whole game into account and the way it's going. If you've got Arsenal, like North London Derby, for example, Spurs were playing quite rough, you know, and Lamella was making a few questionable sort of fouls or tackles and eventually he got carded for it and then he kept doing it again. He got sent off. That wasn't controversial on its own, but if he hadn't have done that, would he have then been getting the yellow cards and things like that? You just have to then question it. So I think the referees need to take it on themselves and you know take it on the shoulders and say, right, this is what we're doing. And, and that's that. Maybe explain it. Maybe let the fans... I know there's something going around at the moment about letting the fans listen to it, especially on telly as well, and listen to the conversations. You know, they do that in rugby. It works perfectly. So why can't they do that in football? I, I really don't know. So yeah, that's my view. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree, mate. I, I think there, there needs to be a fine line, doesn't there? there there's always going to be that that part of, of VAR where, like if we talk about handball, where we decide on what handball is. And there's always going to be that part where you say, if it hits any part of their arm, it's handball. But then there's going to be accidents, isn't there? Like we saw at, at, at Tottenham, you know, not, not wishing to go on about Tottenham, but we saw it against Tottenham against Fulham, didn't we? Where mm. it hit the guy's hand and it wasn't given. And again, for Arsenal, actually, um, was it was it Burnley? Yeah, no, yeah, it was, it was us against Burnley last week. Burnley? Yeah, yeah, it was or Burnley, week before yeah. last. And it, and it hit his hand and it wasn't given. So, so you know, those two those two instances, it wasn't given. But then we've seen previous instances where it was given. 
So it's the inconsistency. Yeah. And that's what they need to sharpen themselves up on. I, I, I go, Going back to what you said about the goals, I think that's really important because when you're sat in that stadium, and I know we haven't been there for well over, for well over a year now, really. But when you're sat in that stadium and your team scores the goal, it's instant, isn't it? You jump up, you're celebrating, you're screaming, you're hugging the person next to you, your Pepsi Max is going in the air, all this sort of stuff. And, uh, you, you, you know, it's, it's buzzing. But, but now you have, you have to wait for that VAR call and it takes the fun out of it a little bit. Your Pepsi Max isn't going in the air because you're waiting for that call. And then when that call comes through, the moment's passed, isn't it? Yeah, it, it it completely is. And it just, as you said, yeah, it sucks the fun out of it completely. Um, I mean, football is, it is a passionate game. Whether you take it or not, it's, it is completely passionate. So from a fan's perspective, they need to be able to enjoy the game and do what they can. Um, but they, they're just not seeming to, to be able to do it at the moment. But... That's that's VAR in a nutshell. I mean, do you think listen You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's into the conversations between the actual VAR and the on-pitch ref. Do you think that's going to make a difference? Is that going to be better? You know, is it enough? Is it going to? Do we need more? I think I think that would I think that works well in rugby and also in cricket as well because you can you know you can I think tennis is slightly different in ball because very very clear whether it's in or out with with crit with rugby especially yeah i agree you should be able to hear what the referees and the, the you know the guys back in the office are saying i can't think what it's, what it's called um but yeah I, I agree with you mate i think we should be able to hear them and it's not often i agree with you either so do you think though that we can learn or football sorry can learn other bits from the likes of cricket, the likes of rugby, you know, with the different technologies. I mean, it was a big thing when goal line technology came in to actually be able to see it. You know, so you can see where the goal are predicting it all and things like that. You know, cricket has so much tech involved in it that it does make it better. It makes it clearer. You still get, obviously, those controversial decisions at times. And it is, at the end of the day, it is down to the, the umpire or third umpire. But, you know, in rugby as well, there, there is technology. You've got the video refs. They've been around for absolute donkey's years by comparison to most sports. And they can see, I don't know how they can see a try being scored with, you know, 15, 20 people over a ball, but they can determine whether a try has been scored and cross the line. 
So why can't we decide what the hell is a bloody handball and what isn't? Yeah. No, I completely, I completely agree, mate. It's a bit like an offside goal, isn't it? <laughs> you know, they can, they, they can determine, you know, almost an inch either side, but they can't determine what's handball and what's not. I think it's ludicrous. I think they need to really sharpen up was that that was me opening a can of pepsi i even tried to get away from the microphone but yeah i'm just talking too much i need a drink sorry mate smashing it yeah okay so anyway yeah rudy interrupted but we'll we'll brush over that we'll brush over that i don't think anyone noticed yeah i mean you did Um, make a big deal about it which is great for the listeners so they they literally sit there and just think these two really do actually hate each other why are they doing a podcast together it's mad Oh, yeah, no, I can't stand you, mate. I think you're just completely ignorant. I mean, I remember, right, sorry to go off track, but I remember being on a train with you, <laughs> right, and I think, like, the biggest person in the world got on, and you, at the top of your voice, goes, look at the size of him, fucking hell. And I, I literally want to just die. <laughs> just want to die. It doesn't sound like me at all. There's no filter. There's no filter there. <laughs> I think one of the best. Anyway, uh, no, no, no. Let's, let's stay off topic for a sec. Let's stay off topic. So, the last or one of the best train rides we've ever had was when you met me at Ashford and got on the wrong carriage and then walked through. <laughs> walked, actually, physically walked past me. I was like, where are you, mate? Oh, I'm in Coach D or whatever it was. You weren't a Coach D, mate. You said no, you wasn't, and you just... definitely wasn't. I was sat on the train. <laughs> no, mate, I need, to, I need to explain what happened here. So what happened was I was waiting for you at Ashford because I'd just finished work, right? And a train pulled up. So I got in Coach D or whatever it was that you was in. But it turns out there was two trains turning up. They were just not together at that point. They were, they were coming together. <laughs> We're making love together, like two beautiful people at Ashford train station, and and I was there in Coach D, like where the fuck is he? And he's in the other Coach D, going where the fuck is he? And then I had to get off, <laughs> leg it up the fucking platform to get back on just before the train pulls away. So I miss the Arsenal game because you didn't know what train you was fucking on, mate. <laughs> I knew was I pulled into Ashford Station. I was in Coach D. That's not my problem if you didn't work that out for yourself. (laughs) I think if I remember rightly, didn't I take a picture of the carriage for you? I was like, no, I'm definitely in D. Look, just to prove I wasn't lying. And then all of a sudden, your stupid bearded, gormless face appeared through the door. I was like, oh, there he is. Mate, it was the panic. The panic could be I'm like, maybe I'm on the wrong train. You did look like, very I'm red in the face. Where am I going? Yeah, I was panicking, mate. I was full on, like, fucking stand level, scratching my head there. <laughs> in the middle of the train, like, Oh, mate, yeah, that was... I can't wait for more journeys like that. I cannot, honestly, I cannot wait at all. Buzzing for it, absolutely buzzing for it. And should we give a little shout-out shout to Nate, Nate Dog? Yeah, he's been he's been pestering us, though, hasn't he? 
He's been passionate. We, he's one of our mates. I mean, I used to work obviously with, with Will and with Nathan as well. Um, so we messaged him what about a month or so ago, wasn't it? Maybe two months ago. We sort of started talking about the the sort of inception of uh, a football drop podcast, and he was like, "Yeah, my mate's done one. It's really good, guys. You should do it." Blah 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 blah. Now, before we'd even started recording, he's already requested appearances on there, isn't he? He's already banging on about how good he is, how amazing he is. So I think probably next week or the following week, we'll get him on, shall we? We'll get him on and have a bit of a yeah. laugh. But yeah, he we'll did want a shout out. Sorry? We'll get him on and talk about trains. Maybe he, train tickets. He has got that. some fantastic train stories for us. So I'm glad we actually spoke about this because it leads nicely for next week for us, doesn't it? So that'll be, uh, that'll be a fantastic topic. I suppose while we're there, shout out to little Seagriff as well. Another one of our pals. He is he's been with us for a while. He is uh he was part of Nate's train journey as well, wasn't he? He was part of Nate's train adventures. He was, he was, yeah. Fair play. We could probably There you go, boys. You got a shout out now. You're famous. You're in Australia now. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking buzzing for you. Australia, they are surfing and listening to the football drop podcast listening to your shout outs boys so congrats you've made it big time and benji right last week we fucked up mate we was we was fucking like praising ourselves saying yeah get on at football drop at football drop <laughs> We're at football drop podcast, you bitch, <laughs> <laughs> Probably why we only got about five or ten likes last week. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, Facebook, Instagram is at football drop podcast. The YouTube channel, what's that? You set that one up, didn't you? That's football drop podcast as well. It's not very out there. We need to do a few retweets and all that sort of stuff. Sort of stuff. Twitter at Drop Football. Get us on there. Follow us. It, they don't give you an option, Ben. Don't pull. Three <laughs> I was wondering why. <laughs> three out of four different. <laughs> <laughs> You're a with your fucking thing. Don't, don't make it. Right. Anyway, let's move on. That's the correct start. Let's crack on. Right. Last week we did some predictions. I think I did shit, so fucking tell me I did shit. Yeah, you um, you you cocked up massively. So we'll take the uh, the Wolves-Liverpool game out, because obviously that is kicking off literally bang on now, 8 o'clock on Monday. So last, well, the last week's games, Newcastle-Villa uh, ended 1-1. You said 1-0 Villa, I said 2-0 Villa, so neither has got anything there. Uh, Leeds-Chelsea. We both cocked up. That was a board draw. You said 2-0 Chelsea. I said 2-1. Uh, Palace-West Brom. You thought West Brom would nick it somehow. I don't know why. But you thought 1-0 West Brom. I thought 2-0 Palace. Uh, but it was 1-0. But this is where I come into my own. <laughs> Not trying to pick yourself up, mate. All right, go on. No, this is... Well, you, you know me, mate. You know me. Um, so... Fulham City, you said 4-0 City. Oh, I said 3-0, and it was 3-0. Uh, Everton Burnley, you said 2-1 Everton. Oh, I said 2-0 Everton, and it was actually 2-1 Burnley. So we both balls that one up. Good result that for Burnley, by the way. Good result that. That's a big win, considering what Everton have been doing this season. 
But I suppose the last couple of games, Everton lost against United 2-0, I think, wasn't it? Or was it City or something? And then I think they lose a couple on the bounce, but then they come back with a vengeance and win three, four games. So it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back from that. Uh, Southampton, Brighton, you said 0-0. I said 2-1 Brighton. And the score was 2-1 Brighton. <sighs> so that's that's two to me. And, and how many is that for you, mate? That's zero. Just to clarify, that is zero points for you so far. Uh, Leicester, Sheffield United... We both guessed the right way. Just didn't see Leicester spanking them five nil. You said two. I said three. Good comeback. So United and West Ham both predicted the right win for United. You said two nil. I said one nil, and it was one nil. And the big game, the North London derby. You said one nil. I said two one. And what was the score? Well, to be honest, that makes up for it all because it was two one. It was two one. Because that's the only result that mattered last week. Uh, to us, yeah, that is true. So uh, so for this week, I'm on four, you're on none. How do you feel? So I think you won that one then, did you? Yeah, I, th- I think so, just by a couple, mate. Just by a, a couple. Is that a win for you? That's a okay. win for me. Bad well, down to you, mate. Bad down to you. Well done. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, really, really appreciate that. Um, so we have got... Do you want to do next week's results or should we leave that for now? Uh, you've got a, you've got a little game to go, in not Yeah, we'll um, we'll keep the results off this week. There's only like three or four games this week, anyway, because um, okay. there's been a break and stuff like that. So we'll we'll ignore the predictions this week. Obviously, I'll keep the scores going uh, to see what we're like at the end of the season, and just see basically how many points I can beat you by, which would be great. Yeah, that sounds fantastic to me. I yeah. love losing. Exactly. So I was looking online at some Premier League players over the last obviously 20, 30 odd years and seeing the amount of appearances they've all got is is quite a shocker, uh, some of them on here. So I've just picked a few sort of big names, ones that are, you know most of the listeners will probably have heard of as well. There's a couple of curveballs in there. Um, I just want to see how, how badly you do, to be honest, because some of these, they, they screwed me over as well. Um, so, uh, who has more Premier League appearances? We'll go first. Heskey or Rooney? I'm going to go Heskey. You're going to go Heskey? Is that your final answer? Yeah. Okay, correct. Heskey is 516 appearances. Rooney only has 491. You say only. That's 491 more than me and you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, okay, okay. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna breach that subject. Let's just keep going. Peter Crouch or Sylvan Distan? I see Distan was with Everton for a hell of a long time. He was with City as well, if I'm not mistaken. Was he? Oh, I didn't even realise he was at City. I'm pretty sure he was. And who was the other one? Peter Crouch. Oh, Crouch. Yeah, Crouch down, didn't he? I'm going to go Distan, you know. And they go Distan. Yeah, Distan has 469 Premier League appearances. Crouch, 468. Oh, like, oh mate, that was a fine margin. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've got to bear in mind, obviously, Crouch, he has, you know, he's been around for a long time in different teams, wasn't he? He wasn't just, at, obviously, what was it Liverpool, Spurs? He was at Stoke for a while as well. So he racks up the appearances, you know, quite a lot there. Um, this is one that surprised me. Yussi Yaskalainen, remember him at Bolton? 
Bolton keeper. Yeah, of course I do. Great keeper. Or Phil Jagielka, who's obviously still playing. He's at Sheffield United at the moment. Obviously, he was a stalwart at Everton as well, wasn't he, for God knows how many years. Yeah, where was he before that? Was he at Bolton before that? Actually, I can't remember. Can I? I know he's at Sheffield United when he sort of first started out. I'm going to go Jags. You're going to go Jags? You are unfortunately wrong, mate. You see Jaskalainen has 436 appearances. It's mad, isn't it? And Jags only got 374. Oh, wow. Okay. Fair so, play. But don't forget, obviously, Bolton were in the league for a hell of a long time, weren't they? And Jaskalainen, I think he played every game for about two or three seasons on a bounce. He was, he was quality as well. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't get snapped up by, you know, not, not saying a bigger club, but, yeah, big club. Bigger club. Yeah. I mean, he... He did do all right, I think, overall. I think at one point we were linked with him when um, no, obviously Seaman went. Did you see we nearly... Where was it the thing I said that we nearly signed the other day? Was it Mbappe or something? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mbappe was at his house, wasn't he, or something? And yeah. we could have signed him on a free that's from Monaco or... Oh, that's ridiculous. He does love to come out of them, though, doesn't he, old Wenger? Mate, our, our 11 under Wenger could have been something special. Instead, we had Shamak and Bentner up front, so... Yeah, instead of Ibrahimovic and Mbappe. <laughs> it's absolute shocking. Uh, moving on, Gary Neville or Ben Foster? I reckon this is a trick one. I'm going to go Ben Foster. Oh, you are wrong, mate. Ben Foster, ah. 364. Oh, Neville racks up 400 appearances. Yeah, he smashed it, didn't he? he did, All for he United did. as well. All for United, which is always nice. Ben Foster obviously had a few for United. Few for Watford. Who else he played for? Was he at uh, Was he at Spurs for a while? Wasn't was he? Nah, not Spurs. Wasn't it like someone like Stoke or something like that? He was at. Yeah, possibly. I can't remember. But yeah, he's been around for a while as well. But yeah, you think he would have wrapped up a few more appearances? But I suppose Neville was playing quite young in the uh, in the first team for United. So who knows? Um, next one, Nicholas Anelka. Or Joe Cole? I'm going to go Joe Cole because he was at West Ham and Chelsea, wasn't he? Whereas Nick and Elkar was playing everywhere. Arsenal, Chelsea. Uh, was it City? No, it wasn't at City, was it? No. Uh, yeah, Joe Cole is right. 378 to Anelka's 364. So he was at Madrid, wasn't he, for a bit? Uh, yeah. He was at PSG before us, I think, as PSG, well. PSG, yeah. Uh, so, next one is Mark Noble or Johnny Evans? Oh, so they've both been around for donkey's years, it feels like now. I'm going to go Evans. Unfortunately, you're wrong, mate. You are wrong. Uh, Johnny Evans, 320 to Mark Noble, 397. Oh, okay. So, Fair play. Yeah, that was a tough one, that one. This was a surprising one for me, the next one, uh, when I compared this. So, the original, famous, best number 10 to ever grace Premier League in Dennis Bergkamp. Or Edwin van der Sar. Oh, mate. That's a hard one. Because Bergkamp was with us for a long time, but van der Sar was at Fulham before United. He was at United for a long time. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, I'm going to go Van der Sar because he played until he was about 40-something. Yeah, I think he could still probably play now, can't he? Uh, no, Bergkamp has two more appearances. So Bergkamp is three at 3.15 and Van der Sar is at 3.13. That's surprising. I didn't realise Bergkamp racked up that many in the Prem. I That's... knew he racked up. Uh, yeah, I knew he played a lot of games for us. I suppose it makes sense because... Because Van der Sar was quite late into his, into his, well, I say quite late, relatively late into his career before he joined Fulham. Yeah, that is true. That is true. But yeah, that that was a, a surprise to me. I thought Van der Sar would have racked up a hell of a lot more because he just seemed to be at United forever. You know, I yeah. remember when I found out he was at Fulham before that. I thought, really? Just didn't. It was just a, a bit of a shock for me. Um, next one. I've seen him at Craven Cottage playing for Fulham. Oh, did you? Who was they playing? Do you remember? Middlesbrough. Christ, what a rip-roaring game big that must game. have been. Big game, yeah. Rip-roaring game. <laughs> uh, next one, Battle of the Goalkeepers here. Pepe Reina or Hugo Lloris? Oh, that's a hard one. I reckon there's only a couple in that as well. And I'm, I'm going to go Hugo Lloris. Unfortunately, you're wrong again, mate. You started ah. go. You started off on a bit of a, a hot streak. But you're losing this. No, so Larice is two eight eight. Pepe Reina is two nine seven. I, I knew there wouldn't be the many in it, yes. and Larice will get there. Oh yeah, I mean Larice will do that by by this season if he plays like next ten games. You know he's ahead of him by one then. Um, clash of the old Arsenal stalwarts, Patrick Vieira. Or the traitor that is Robin Van Persie. Traitor, mate. These are hard. These I know. Are really hard. I know. I'm going to go Van Persie. Going to go Van Persie. I'm sorry, mate. You're wrong again, Keith. Don't forget, obviously, Vieira played for City as well. We wrapped up a few more there. So Vieira's on 307. Van Persie is 280. Don't forget, Robin Van Persie was, you know, broken legs, broken arms for about 15 years at Arsenal <laughs> before he decided to get going. Um, final yeah, one. This is a bit of a, a weird one. It's two random players, really. Uh, Aspil Equator or Louis Sahar? Ah, oh, mate, I reckon I'm going to get this wrong, but I'm going to go Louis Sahar. Nah, you're wrong, mate, by one. Oh, yeah. So this is these are all from the uh, official Premier League uh, website. So I'm assuming as Pill Equators is up to date as of you know this weekend or as of today. So uh, as Pill Equators two ninety and Lewis Sahara is two eight nine. Ah oh, come on, he's been around for forever, hasn't he, Sahar? Because he was at Fulham, Fulham again, and and United. Fulham United. Then he went to Tottenham. Don't forget for a while. Of he was yeah. there for, a, wow. I think, a couple of seasons. He was there, two, three seasons. But I thought as Equator, I, I don't know, he seems to have always been at Chelsea. I don't know where he was before. I'm assuming somewhere in Spain. But he seems yeah. to, have, yeah, he to have been there forever. But I suppose Louis Sahar, I think he hit the, the scene at sort of 22, 23. But I think he left the league at sort of 28, 29. <clears throat> I don't think he was, he was sort of there in his prime, perhaps. I'm not sure. But yeah, how many did you get? One, two, three. Three out of ten, mate. That's that's good. That was 
that is quality. It's hard though, isn't it, that one? It is hard. That was hard. To be fair, that was hard. I'd be interested to hear what the listeners uh, got on that, to be fair. Yeah, let us know. Keep us posted. Obviously, we've got all the socials. You've heard it all now, but we'll go through it again anyway. Facebook, at Football Drop Podcast. Instagram, at Football Drop Podcast. Uh, Twitter and YouTube, that's down to you, Will. What are they? So it's at Football Drop Podcast on YouTube and Twitter at Drop Football. There we go. So let us know your let us know your scores. Let us know what you got. It'll be interesting. Um, we'll, I think we'll do this game again next week, but an England theme for the uh, for the nationals and Euro finals or whatever games they are. If you up for that, caps. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Most caps, but yeah. just for England players. Sounds good to me. I see. We'll be uh, limited okay. a little bit more, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes, shall we? Sounds good to me, mate. Sounds good to me. Should we just Perfect. touch on the weekend fixtures? So we've got Fulham Leeds uh, on Friday, Brighton Newcastle on Saturday. We've got West Ham Arsenal on Sunday, and Aston Villa Tottenham as well on Sunday. Um, Couple of big games. I think that Spurs Villa could be interesting. Spurs Villa will be really, really interesting. Brian Newcastle as well down the bottom there will be will be interesting as well as Leeds Fulham. Uh, Fulham could do with three points there. And Arsenal West Ham, you know, sort of middle of the table-ish, kind of-ish. <laughs> yeah, mate, we're, we're clutching here. Be... We're clutching. They're better than us at the moment, let's be honest. They are oh, 100%, 100%. But yeah, I mean, each game they could go either way, really. I mean, the home advantages are pretty much nullified at the moment, let's be fair. So who really knows? I mean, Fulham depends. I mean, Fulham Leeds, for example. How are Leeds going to turn up? Who knows? What sort of Leeds team are going to turn up? You just don't know. Newcastle obviously got a point at the weekend. That could probably spur them on to, to perhaps get something. But obviously, Brighton got the win as well. I think Villa Tottenham's. To be fair, I hate saying it because it's obviously Tottenham. But I think that could be probably the best game. Yeah. Agreed, yeah. Do, what, what are your predictions, mate? Come on, let's give us your predictions. So let's start with Fulham Leeds. Let's quickly write them down. Oh, we are doing Fulham. it, are we? I thought he was going to miss this. Let's do it, mate. Yeah, let's do go it. Go on then. Fulham Leeds, uh, I'm going to go for a 2 1 to Leeds. I'm going to go 1 0 Fulham. Oh, okay. Very different. Brighton, right Newcastle, what are you saying? Uh, I'm going to go for a 2-0 two, two Brighton. I think they'll pull it out of the bag. You stole my prediction. I'm going to go 2-1 then, just to be a little bit different to the Brighton. So you've got a big game. West Ham v the Gooners, we saying? Uh, I reckon 1-0. One 1-0? All. One all. Yeah, okay. I don't I think we'll get a win. Team. I'm not a traitor. I'm going to back my team. I'm going <laughs> Arsenal 2, West Ham 0. And I'm going to go for a Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Dublay. Oh, Villa, okay. Tottenham, what are you saying? Uh, I want to say 2-1 Villa, but I think it's going to be like, I reckon a 1-1. Because I think they're both going to be clutching to get points, aren't they? Tottenham need to stay in there. Villa need to make their sort of games in hand uh, actually count. So I think they'll be a bit cautious and perhaps nick a draw. Ah, uh, you stole on my result again as well, mate. I was going to go for a one all. It's crap when you ask it, isn't it? I had this last week. It's rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you seem to have done like, really well out of it. I'm going to go for a Villa win 1-0. Oh, 
Wicked. We'll jot them down. We'll go through them again next week and see how we do with that one. Um, listeners, if you're doing it as well, uh, feel free to message us. We can uh, we can jot them down for you and see what your predictions are. And um, you know, if you like it, do let us know, and we could potentially make this uh, a bit of a, a league or something next season, perhaps. If anyone like wants to enter, league. we could do that. Let us know what your your points are and stuff, and we we can always uh, mark them out of ten and, and see what we get. I suppose, can't we? Yeah, mate, definitely. Yeah, we can do that next season. Gives us a bit of a chance to rack up a few more followers because. But then again, saying that we are global now, mate. We Can are global. About- we are. I mean, let's be. Let's face it. We're superstars now. We're superstars. superstars. We we even had double digit listeners for our first episode. Um, so I don't know if you have heard it. Share it with your mates. It might not be probably as relevant as this week now if you're keeping up with with sort of news on a weekly basis. But if you want to have a bit of a laugh, listen to two absolute lemons talk a lot of crap. Just bloody listen to it then. Just listen to it. Um, we need to think of a name for this episode as well. So we'll have to we'll have a little think off air before we post this tomorrow. Um, it should be live, let's say lunchtime tomorrow. I can get that done and dusted. So it'll be ready on, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Um, and we'll try and get the YouTubers, as you said, we'll what sort of Thursday, Friday and get that up and we'll we'll upload both both uh, episodes. Yeah. Definitely, mate. Yeah, yeah, we'll have it. We'll have it on YouTube within within a few days. Um, yeah, keep, just keep talking to us. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us that sort of stuff. We're we're up for anything. Well, not anything. I mean, well, you are judged from the text earlier, but we won't go into that. Uh, yeah. So, shall we? Uh, shall we call it a day then? And we'll see you next week. Wrap it up. See you next week. Perfect. Cheers, mate. Enjoy your week. I'll catch you later. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.